Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about staffing. I recently wrote an article in a short little podcast about, hey, Wendy, where did all the people go? I can't find or keep staff. This is what I'm being asked over and over again. So I want to share a little bit about that question and answer, where did all the people go, and then get into how you can improve your recruiting to replace the people that are gone, or, or if you're a growing organization, to um, increase your recruiting results instead of just throwing money out the window. So today we're going to cover where all the people went, then we're going to jump into recruiting, recruiting tips, and recruiting metrics, which are very, very important for your organization to be able to effectively spend the money that you're using on recruiting rather than just throwing it out the window. So let's get started. First, where did all the people go? We're all saying, I can't find staff. I can't keep staff. And maybe you're a fortunate one that you're not saying that and then you don't really need to listen to too much of this podcast. But quite honestly, uh, the rest of the, the podcast is really going to be about recruiting metrics as well and how to improve your recruiting efforts so you're not throwing money out the window. But where did all the people go in the past couple of years? First of all, we are still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Um, many people died, unfortunately, due to COVID. The deaths of people that died because of COVID, most of them were of people outside the working age, but there was still almost 200,000 people that died between the ages of 18 and 64 in the U.S. alone. So that may not seem like a lot, but that's definitely a few of your candidates and possibly former employees or, you know, at the time they were employees of yours that may be in that, that count. So if you're looking to find more information on that, you can go on to Statistica. If you're looking to find more information on there, you can go to statista.com. Second, other people voluntarily remove themselves from the overall workforce. Well, let's face it. Some people didn't voluntarily move, remove themselves. They got laid off during the pandemic. Uh, they may have been offered a early retirement plan. And some of them may just said, you know what, uh, we are going to reduce our household to one less adult working. I know personally know people that have combined their their houses with other family members. So multiple adults in the house are working, but one or two that were working are no longer working because now they have to take care of children or sick family members or possibly elderly family family members as well. So first, some people died. That took people out of the workforce. Second, many people voluntarily, again, I use that word loosely, removed themselves from the workforce. And that automatically reduced the amount of adults that are in our workforce for us to go and snatch from another company. Third, um, less babies, future workers, 
are bo- being born in the United States. This is since 2008. This isn't new. Since 2008, there has been a decline in babies being born, except for the year 2014, for whatever reason that was. But if we are not having more babies, which I personally think is probably a good thing for our planet, but if we're not having more babies, then we're not backfilling the workforce. People are retiring. New babies are not being born. Now you're removing people from the workforce from retirement or voluntarily removing themselves for another reason. And then we are not generating new heads, you know, new, new staff that we would normally have to wait 15 to 20 years for, but that's just not happening. So think about that. By 2034, there will be more Americans over the age of 16 than under the age of 18 for the first time in history in the United States. That's huge. That's huge. So for all those people that you know that have voluntarily removed themselves from the workplace and or said, I'm retiring early, we have just eliminated replacements. Their jobs are still sitting there empty and there's no one to fill them. Finally, of course, (laughs) there's also this. Your competitors have your staff. It's important that to note that your competitors are not always your actual competitors in terms of like sales aimed at customers. Your competitors could be any employer who are willing to hire the staff that you desire, but they are providing a higher rate of total compensation. That's more than just money, but let's just even say just money. Your competitors may be hiring people at a higher incoming rate than you're willing to do. They may also be providing actual training and development programs, not just winging it. And they have managers who know how to manage other human beings. So this means you need to make sure that your recruiting is spot on. You need to make sure that your recruiting works and you're not wasting your time and money. Then on top of that, once you do recruit people and you get them on board and you have this amazing onboarding plan, you have to have legit employee training and development programs. You have to have amazing managers. Why? You've already have these amazing training and development programs, wink, wink. Now you need to make sure your managers are able to coach the employees through the training and development and to keep them there when they have a bad day to make sure they come back the next day. And while you're doing all of this, of course, you're going to have a good total compensation package and you must be flexible. Your old methods of five-day work weeks plus weekends or 10-hour work days with mandatory start and end times, they're not going to work now and in the future. Neither are the same benefits for everybody. You know, some people want health insurance. Some people don't want health insurance. Some people want a dental plan. Some people don't want a dental plan. Some people want to work four days work weeks. Heck, some people just want to work three days part-time. What are you going to do to get those people? What total compensation packages are you going to give them? Especially if they only want to part work part-time and they don't want your traditional benefits. Well, they still want the same total compensation, which is cash plus benefits, uh, the equivalent of cash benefits. Your inefficient budget for payroll is also not going to work, as I also mentioned. Need to make sure that you are doing 
pay studies and compensation studies. Um, you could do official studies, or you could literally just go on the internet and go to your competitors or anybody who might potentially be your competitors that would steal your employees and say, what are they offering in their job ads? And therefore, what should I be offering? I encourage you to do a step further and do a full-blown total compensation study for everywhere throughout the United States, even if you only have one office locally. Why do I see everywhere? Because Many of your roles, possibly not all of them, but many or some of your roles could be 100% remote work. So what that means is if you're in Florida, uh, your location's in Florida, sure, it would be ideal to have a Florida employee, but that's not going to stop you from having somebody who has a 100% virtual job, have them located in Alabama or Ohio or wherever they are located. Our recruiting pools just opened up a whole bunch. We are no longer limited to the zip code for those virtual opportunities. Now, guess what? Your competitors are also no longer li limited to their zip code. So while our recruiting pool just opened up to the entire uh, United States, and let's face it, the entire world, really, so did your competitors. So we have to make sure we have all of these plans in place. Good recruiting, which we're going to talk about in the, in the next sessions here. Training and development. Management training, management training, management training. Managers cannot wing it. You have to make sure you have good managers. And then, can't stress this enough, a great total compensation plan. If you don't believe me, how about you do this? Ask your candidates, ask your current stances. If you don't believe me, how about this? Ask your candidates and ask your current staff what they want. Then listen and act. As easy as that. All right, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's tune in to the next session, which is about recruiting tips and tricks, including metrics. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.